Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey, all, this is Ruben Dua from the Dub Podcast Connection Loop. Today, we are going to be talking to Gary about all things public relations, Mediacom, how to pitch the press, how to get a journalist to pick up your story, because we all have a story to tell. Uh, Gary, if you could start, please, with a short bio, and let's get into this. Hi. uh, Thanks for having me, Ruben. Uh, Really good to be here. Um, I've been in public relations now for about 32 years. I kind of uh, moved into that from a prior journalism career. I worked, I was a journalism major in college, worked for a couple of newspapers as assistant sports editor at a daily newspaper in New Jersey. Um, then I moved over to PR, uh, the, the dark side, and uh, I cut my teeth working for Panasonic up in uh, North Jersey uh, back in the day uh, when they were coming out with all kinds of fun stuff like the palm quarter camcorder and uh I was involved in the uh, launch of uh, the DVD format with an outside agency. After I uh, left Panasonic, I was with an outside agency uh, working on the Panasonic account. I actually helped, uh, I actually wrote uh, press materials that helped uh, launch DVD and help uh, journalists write about this uh, new format. That was back in 1997, and that was kind of cool. So I had. Uh, you know, one of my assignments was to run out to an electronics store back in the day and buy a whole bunch of DVDs that our uh, department would send out to journalists to go along with the uh, fresh Panasonic DVD player that they were borrowing for review purposes. So that was, that was uh, very cool being uh, on the ground floor of a uh, format that would change the video world. Uh, after that, nice. I went uh, to a couple of other, worked for a couple of other different agencies. Um, Prior to starting Swordfish, I was involved in um, teaching people, uh, educating people on the benefits of learning how to fly airplanes, uh, working for an agency representing a uh, general aviation initiative called Be a Pilot. Uh, I arranged for over uh, 500 journalists during six years to take flight lessons, or at least a single flight lesson, and report back to the viewers about the, the fun and ease of flying an airplane. And uh, after that, I launched Swordfish Communications in uh, 2007 and been doing that ever since. Great. Thank you so much for that background. Now, what I have realized or what I have learned through my experience with press is that journalists are largely inundated with, with pitches. Um, their inboxes, I, I just can't imagine the inbox of a journalist. You know, I, my favorite journalists—they they expose their email address. It's right there in their Twitter Twitter profile. I mm-hmm. love it when they do that. Um, when they do that, it's so bold because they they know that they're going to get inundated with pitches and with emails and, and and everything. So, you know, my question for you, just to start this off, is how do you stand out from the crowd? How do you actually get the attention of a publicist in that inbox? Is it is it through a tweet storm? Is it through that email with the video? Maybe using Dub? Is it um, is it you know getting a referral from some sort of a mutual contact? Is it LinkedIn? How do we get their attention? Well, the, the, one of the last things you said, referrals from mutual contact always helps. Uh, public relations is about relationship and relate relationships and relationship building. And if you have that uh, contact, uh, it's very helpful. In fact, uh, it's uh, very useful in my business to reach out to journalists when you don't have a news story to talk about 
you know, just kind of introduce yourself and uh, get to know them and find out what their uh, interests are from a, from a journalism standpoint, what they cover and such. Um, I've taken reporters out to lunch or a cup of coffee just to, you know, get to know them a little bit. Uh, sometimes it happens organically. I meet them at some event or, or other. Uh, other times I very proactively contact a, a journalist who I consider to be important in my, you know, area. You're in the Philadelphia area um, and, and sit down with them. Uh, beyond that, uh, if you don't have a personal relationship, but they know your name from reaching out, you know, here and there, uh, it's always helpful to have a very creative subject line that stands out. Um, I try not to tweet reporters generally. I know that's uh, becoming more uh, acceptable, uh, but in my experience, a good uh, email with a good subject line is uh, very important. Um, you know, I, I, I try to be clever in the, in the subject line. Uh, you, you talk about how reporters are inundated, and uh, uh, in addition to standing out, or in addition to having to comb through all their emails, they have um, a lot of work on their plate these days. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, newspapers especially have cut back on staff and every reporter is a blogger and a photojournalist and a multimedia journalist as well. So if you can lighten their load a little bit and uh, give them information that's uh, important to them, that's useful to them up front. And I always use a little trick. I, I try to come up with a, um, not a headline, a kind of a story tagline or a through line, something that kind of uh, will catch their attention and let them run with it. Uh, for example, back in the days with Panasonic, when we were uh, promoting um, uh, digital, well, DVD, since I already talked about that, um, you know, I came up with an analogy that you could uh, put all the uh, all the works of the Beatles on a single disc, and several journalists use that analogy to talk about the storage capacity of, of DVD. Um, I worked for uh, one of my first clients when I started Swordfish was a uh, wine accessories store in Philadelphia. They sold their slogan was everything but the grape. They didn't sell wine by law, but they sold every accessory wine related that you could possibly imagine. But they were an old city uh, store, you know, one of these narrow kind of lengthy stores um, uh, packed to the gills with merchandise. Um, I just termed them a wine accessory superstore. And when people think of superstore, they think of, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot or you know, Walmart. Um, that phrase caught on in several reporters who wrote about uh, uh, this store in the local Philadelphia Alternative Weekly, such used the phrase, you know, wine accessory superstore. So if I can give them something uh, that can help them uh, visualize the story or relay it to their uh, readers, it's helpful. Um, and the third and final thing for standing out is really public relations is about tenacity. Um, you have to be um, very uh, tenacious in terms of uh, reaching reporters and following up report with reporters and, and you know, in a, in, a, in a nice way, getting kind of getting in their face, um, you know, going back to them time and again with additional, you know, points of information that could help sell your story. Uh, so if you, if you don't take rejection well, then you should go into another business. But if you're willing to uh, stick with it and, and um, you know, grab once you have a, a target in your sights and, and, you know, try to uh, grab onto it with the tenaciousness of a, of a bulldog, uh, then you can have some success. Mm. Now, one of the things that I'd love to ask you about is that we as a company are getting ready to launch Dub 5.0, tentatively tiled Redwood after the tree. And this is going to be a really exciting announcement because as a leading video communication platform, 
we have a whole series of new features. We have an artificial intelligence speaking feedback engine. We have a calendar that we're gonna be launching. We have the ability to add scripts and a teleprompter so that when people are creating videos, they can actually read a script, have that approved by a manager. We have an iMessage extension for iPhone soon coming on Android um, and a couple of other sort of just general optimizations. Uh, our platform is innovative and it helps people. In fact, it helps 50,000 people, um, which is our user base number. My question for you is, as part of our pitch to the press, as part of our desire to get someone's attention, the story that we want to tell is not that, hey, we have all these features and we want to make a bunch of money and go feature us. The, the story that we want to tell is that communication is broken. You know, People are ignoring emails, they're ignoring LinkedIn messages, they're ignoring SMS messages, and that video brings back that human humanity. Right, and uh, that's the story we want to tell. That is that is our manifesto. Um, as this problem exists, especially in sales and marketing, because anyone that in sales knows that if they're sending messages out to folks, maybe they're getting ignored. So my question for you is, what would you say the best way for us to announce, you know, our evolution of our of our technology? This is sort of you know a, a selfish way to get some free <laughs> free advice from an expert. I was going to say that's this is your ploy to uh, get free. This, this uh, free is our PR this is services. this is our ploy. <laughs> this is our ploy to get to get you to give us uh, to give us some some feedback. You know whether you want to give us the feedback on how we can do it or how on other folks can do it. Um, you know what are ways that that SaaS companies or tech companies can get the attention of journalists. Um, and how might how might your company provide that service? And that's a great question uh, for for Dub, but in in general for organizations, um, if you focus too much on what it is you're doing and the features that you're providing, it becomes very self-promoting, and and that's a real turnoff to journalists. Um, for this kind of thing, you always want to look for a bigger trend, and you're on the right track with the uh, um, you know evolution of, of video communication. Uh, you have to really dig into. Uh, what's the important uh, trend here that goes, um, you know, across company lines uh, to the in entire industry, to society, in fact, and uh, you know, hone in on, on what that, uh, you know, what that pitch is. Um, you know, look up some statistics. You know, feather your uh, your pitch with uh, some stats, some uh, uh, good figures uh, to support what you're saying. Uh, take a look at the news. You know, what are what are reporters already talking about, and how can uh, Dub or you know your organization in general um, contribute to that conversation or, or um, provide you know expert input into that conversation. Um, there's, there's something called newsjacking uh, when you see something happening in the news, jumping on it right away and uh, you know trying to get publicity out of it. Um, this isn't quite that. This is just uh, being watchful of of the news media, uh, seeing what's on the mind of you know the reporters and you know by extension the general population, and finding a way that you can tie whatever it is you're offering into that storyline. Um, and that's that's very helpful. Uh, it's very helpful to reporters. Um, you know, if they're already writing about something, if it's a journalist who's covering that topic, you know, you give him an angle that's kind of a, what we call a second day angle. Uh, maybe he's already written something on the subject, but you can uh, bring a different twist to it uh, that you know, relates back to what you offer. Um, that's a recipe for success. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that there's a lot of services that allow folks to, to self-announce or to self-release a press release, which is 
there's so many of them now. You know, Cision has their product, PR Newswire. You know, there's Business Wire. There's uh, PR Underground. There's a every time I search, there's another one that's popped up. And I understand that they're all different in a different way. Um, but what I'd like to understand is, you know, what is the potential of self-releasing a press release versus using some sort of a publicist? You know, what are the pros and cons? Obviously, the first pro of you of self-distributing is the cost savings. But you know, some might argue you get what you pay for. So I respect that, but I'd love to get kind of a, a apples to oranges comparison from you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's uh, I think I think when you're hiring a publicist or a public relations agency, you're you're paying for uh, their knowledge of the media and their relationship uh, with the media. You know, they know who to go to in many cases, and they might have a personal relationship, so they can uh, you know target your pitch to a specific individual that they've worked with before, who will take their calls or their emails. And stuff. Um, the the thing about the self uh, place uh, releases, whether you're using a decision service or PR Newswire, or there are actually a bunch of free ones online as well, uh, some of which I use from time to time. Um, I'd be very hard pressed to say that you're going to get the attention of an actual media outlet or an actual human being uh, who's going to read that and respond uh, and either use it as the basis for an article or contact you for more information. Uh, more likely, those services, if you're using them as a standalone, uh, are really for SEO and to, to generate that uh, search engine uh, um, visibility. Um, it's, it's a very rare thing indeed to put out a news release uh, without doing anything else on one of those services and expect the phone to ring from a journalist. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even, even if you're, I mean, unless you're a Fortune 500 company, uh, you know, or a, a well-known company, a small operation that most people haven't heard of are probably not going to have any success doing that. Uh, but again, I will do that uh, for clients as a uh, adjunct to other uh, tools. So typically we'll do a, uh, uh, what I call a manual uh, distribution of the news, you know, person to person with uh, reporters who cover that, uh, that industry or, uh, you know, reporters who might be interested in addition to a news release or, um, you know, some of the other wire services, not the wire service, some other uh, websites. A lot of times that content winds up being picked up by bots with media organizations and they have a page someplace within their website going to aggregate all the news off the wire. So yeah, you'll get that backlink to your website from, you know, a local TV station in Indianapolis. But for the average person who goes to that website, they're not going to readily see the news release. And certainly a reporter's Probably not seeing the news release. That makes uh, sense to me. Mm -hmm. uh, all that said, uh, I offer several services for uh, what I call PR do-it-yourselfers. And uh, over the years, I've come up with uh, three different services, uh, which I branded. I sent you uh, a link to a couple of them, uh, one of which I call Journalists by the Dozen. Uh, sometimes uh, the best person to tell your story is you. Um, you know, you're the most passionate person. You, you know uh, the intricacies of it. And sometimes you don't want to or have the budget to hire a publicist or an agency. So you might want to um, go after the reporters yourself, but you don't know who to go to. A journalist by the dozen will put together a list of uh, up to 12 reporters um, you know, targeted based on who you're trying to reach, you know, the area that they cover their beat, so to speak. And uh, provide you with that list and all their contact information, including their Twitter feed and, and uh, you know, profile of that uh, that editor, if, if it's available for like you know fifty nine dollars, I think it is. Um, 
So uh, we offer that. Uh, I also offer a service called Opportunity Tracking. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, there's a service called Harrow, Help a Reporter Out. Maybe you've heard of it. Yes. And Harrow sends a three times a day newsletter uh, for PR people and organizations showing what reporters are working on. And uh, these are reporters looking for sources of information for their stories. Um, a lot of people, um, even if they know about Harrow, they don't have the time to comb through these three times a day emails and, or they don't know how to respond. Um, I've, I've kind of gotten down the tricks of the trade and I've had a lot of success uh, getting swordfish communications on myself in print as well as my clients in print by responding quickly, concisely, laying out a brief bio of, of my expert, whether it's myself or a client, um, you know, very polite. Yeah, I always conclude, uh, hey, uh, whether you can use this or not, you know, best of luck with the article. I'd love to see it when it's done. Uh, you know, something very, um, you know, friendly towards the end. Um, I've, like I said, I've had good success with it. So now I offer a service called Opportunity Tracking, where Swordfish Communications will be your, basically your eyes and ears on Harrow, and we will respond uh, on your behalf. And you don't even have to be a, a regular client of Swordfish. We could just we offer that service like a la carte to anybody who just wants to use this as a hundred dollars a month <laughs> nice very good that's that's exciting that makes a lot of sense to me um one of the things that i think about with with respect to pitching the press is this idea that you mentioned where it's about relations public relations it's in the title um how how does a publicist how does a pr expert maintain a relationship with a journalist when it's it's a buy sell relationship i mean after how many pitches, uh, you know, does the journalist start to say, well, I, I don't want this relationship anymore because this is all based on you pitching me and me either accepting or rejecting this. Does that start, is there fatigue? Does that start to get a burnout? Or is it the opposite where it's a, com it's a required needed commodity that a journalist has, which is a story? I would love to understand that because I understand that when you hire a publicist, you want to hire someone with those existing relationships. You know what? How does how does a publicist ma manage those relationships, sustain those relationships, and then the second part of the question is, um, how can you verify that they have those types of relationships? Uh, to the first part of your question, that's a great question. Um, you know, I mentioned before about um, you know reaching out to reporters when you don't have news. Uh, there's a corollary to that. Uh, sometimes I reach out to reporters that I I know and that I want to be friendly with uh, if I see something in their beat that might interest them. I'm not looking to get coverage out of it for myself or a client. I'm just you know, passing along information. Hey, I thought this might interest you. Uh, yeah, I came across this and, and thought of you. Um, that's invaluable uh, because then it's not a, a buy-sell relationship as you phrase it. It's a, uh, it's a giving relationship. Mm -hmm. you're, you're making yourself valuable, not only for um, your own clients, but for others as well. Uh, in fact, there is a, uh, a columnist, a former columnist with the Philadelphia Inquirer who covered real estate. And uh, I remember once, and I've taken this to heart, um, he's looking for, because somebody, he had a mailbag uh, feature every couple of weeks and somebody asked this question, how do I get featured in your column? Um, you know, if you're strictly trying to promote something every time you reach out to him, yeah, sometimes you might be able to use it, sometimes you might not. But he can turn to you if, you if you reach out to him and he can't exactly use what it is you're selling, but you can provide him a source of a, another person, um, then you become very valuable to him. And, uh, you know, he's going to think about you when he 
actually needs, you know, what it is you're selling for your client. And uh, I've done that. Uh, I've reached out to uh, reporters. They'd say, hey, I can't cover this right now, but do you know anybody who does blank? And then if I get back to them with a person who, you know, is either um, directly involved or promoting as a publicist, uh, you know, could be even a competitor, if I can get him that person's, you know, contact information, uh, I've just gone up a notch in, in their book. And, uh, you know, that creates the friendly relationship. I think reporters, um, it's easy to forget that reporters are people too. Um, and they like relationships. They like to, you know, mm-hmm. friendly, friendly chat on the phone if you're not calling them on deadline. And so it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't think, uh, they get fatigued, so to speak, from hearing from a publicist. Um, the, the wrong thing to do is to go out to a public, to go out to a journalist time and again with story pitches that don't relate to what they cover mm-hmm. or that so you just don't have an, uh, you haven't taken the time to see what they write about, you know, if you have no knowledge of it whatsoever. Uh, and typically those are emails that come in, you know, email blasts perhaps, um, or even, you know, individualized, but you keep going, you know, back to the, to the well with things that don't, um, you know, interest them from a, from a you know, reporting standpoint. Um, that's a good way to burn a bridge. And then they'll start deleting your emails without reading them. Yeah. And remind me of the second part of your question. Well, the second part of the question is how you can verify relationships. If you're if you're interviewing a publicist, how can you verify that they have these relationships that they might state? Yeah, that that's, that's, that's another great question. Um, you know, every every business, every organization knows which media outlets, which reporters are important to them. You know, it could be something that they subscribe to, or they're reading, or just where they you know aspirationally where they want to be. Um, you know, the simple question is: uh, Are you familiar with this? Uh, and you know, you might say, yeah, you, you answer honestly, either you're, you're familiar with them, uh, or you're not, or maybe you're familiar with them and you have a relationship with them or, or maybe not so much. Um, you know, you don't want to lie to the client, uh, because, you know, the only way to really verify it is when push comes to shove and they expect you to start getting placements for them and you go out to the said reporter and you don't get any result at all. Uh, mm. then I feel a little bit, you know, afraid. Um, but, uh, you, you just simply ask, you know, who, you know, may have a list of, of reporters who import or important to your, you know, business or your industry and say, you know, do you know any of these guys? Um, and, you know, you just have to take them for their word. Now, I, I know the electronics, uh, editor for USA Today. Um, actually, I can't say that officially. He, this uh, downsized from the paper. Um, but I, I know other reporters uh, uh, with USA Today who freelance for, you know, Washington Post and other papers uh, that I'm some of whom I'm Facebook friends with. Uh, you know, I don't really comment on, you know, Facebook posts, just, you know, like friends do sometimes. That has nothing to do with, you know, business. Um, and that's a way for uh, me to maintain that relationship. For Elliot, for one, uh, he is the uh, travel. He used to focus on travel issues. Uh, he was a travel troubleshooter. He might still be the travel troubleshooter. He's kind of expanded his reach to all kinds of consumer issues. And he's published uh, in a whole bunch of newspapers across the country. Fantastic. So where can folks learn more about you, about Swordfish, um, social channels? The website is uh, www.swordfishcomm, as in communications.com. Um, we're on Twitter. Uh, it's just Swordfish C O M on Twitter. Uh, Facebook just type in Swordfish Communications. Uh, we don't have Instagram, but uh, uh, LinkedIn is either myself or Swordfish Communications. We've got two uh, 
LinkedIn pages. Um, always happy to hear from uh, potential uh, clients, of course. But, uh, unlike some agencies, I'm happy to be a sounding board. Uh, if you've got a, uh, a problem or uh, a campaign and you want to know whether it's worth getting out or, you know, what, what uh, the tax should be, you know, uh, happy, happy to talk about it uh, all the time. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, I will see you on LinkedIn. Um, stick around for some notes here. After, okay. we end, after we end the broadcast. Thanks. Ruben, this was fun. I just uh, would urge your viewers to check out swordfishcom.com and find out how Swordfish got its name. And uh, teaser, it has nothing to do with fishing, and I'm not a fisherman. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was